Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Current to me, I got him. I got the most knowledgeable football guy in the world. Mike Lombardi, Gridiron Genius, sequel to be written, GM podcast, GM Shuffle podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Mike Lombardi. Hi, Mike. Hello, Angelo. Good morning. Happy New Year to all. Mike, oh, it was not at all a happy Christmas for us because of that loss. What did you yeah. think of the Eagles in that game, Mike? Well, you know, when you turn the ball over like they did and you still have a chance to win, it's it's kind of a, a an argument that you could make that, you know, they didn't play their best game, that wasn't their A effort, and they still had a chance to win the game. So there's there's certainly positives to glean from it. Obviously, you got to play better defensively. You can't turn the ball over like they did offensively. But, you know, I mean, look, it was a, it was a back-and-forth game. I think the third and 39 was probably the most pivotal play in the game because they're going to get the ball back and extend the lead once they do. Yep. And, uh, you know, when you, when, you have, when you turn it over four times, like they did against the Commanders, they lost. You turn it over four times against the Cowboys, they lost. So, you know, it's a lesson to learn. I mean, that's seven turnovers in the last two weeks. You gotta cut, they have to cut back on that. But, you know, to me, it was, I thought there was a lot of good on the tape, especially offensively throwing the football. All right, but here's the bottom line, all right? Uh, they blew the game on third and 30, and, and after the game, a stat came up. And the stat was that when Jonathan Gannon was in a, uh, a zone defense, mostly cover two, yep. the Dak Prescott was 24 for 24 for 300 yards. Ridiculous. And, Mike, afterwards, and this is where I need your expertise. So what the Eagles have attempted to do to combat that stat this week is to absolutely inundate us with football jargon. Now, I don't know most of what they're talking about here, but you do. So I'm going to play a little bit. I'm not playing all of it. It's over a minute of just a lot of talk. But I'm going to play some of this, Mike, and then tell me if this is a valid explanation for 24 for 24 against the zone. You know, zone. all zones are a little different, right? I mean, some match zones are going to play out like man and be labeled as a zone. Some, you know, as far as the way they play, you know, Cover three, really, you can play multiple different ways. You can play a zone. You can play a true zone. Uh, you can play a match zone. You can play a, a match zone on one side, uh, a zone on the other with the safety cheated to the other side. You can play it with uh, zone all the way across with the corners playing man, right? And so there's a lot of different variations of that zone that could be played. Mike, what the hell's he saying? Well, let's put it in basketball terms, right? And this All is right. why basketball and football are kind of equated. What he's talking about really in, in that whole thing is it's like in basketball. You have a match zone. Sometimes you put a guy man-to-man -man and everybody else plays zone. Sometimes right. you're playing a zone. you know. But what he's really saying is when a guy enters your zone, 
in some situations, that becomes man-to-man. Okay. Okay, this is where people get confused. When you play cover three, the deep third player, the deep third player becomes man-to-man once that route declares as the, as the guy runs a deep third. So it becomes man. So there are. But what, what really the missing point here is a lot of those Dak throws were against kind of empty air throws where he's thrown into spaces because of the zone that drops, and they're looking at the quarterback. I don't think the Eagles like their matchups. I think once Maddox got hurt in that game, I think it really tilted the game. They didn't like the matchup of the slot corner, Lamb, against their corner. And so I think they wanted to try to try to disguise and try to play some match coverages to not let them know that, okay, we're in man and Lamb's getting the football. All right. See, now that I understand. Now, here's what I'm trying to get to in a more general sense, though, Mike. Uh, Dak himself is averaging 37 points per game in the four games he faced Gannon's defense. The Eagles have not been good against most really good quarterbacks in the time that Gannon's been the defensive coach. Why? You know, that's a great question. You know, last year they, they only allowed 34 incomplete passes against the six really good quarterbacks that they played. Uh, you know, and I've said that all off season, and I and I think he's reluctant to believe in the man-to-man coverage. And I think sometimes those teams that he plays, offensive line is good enough to where the front doesn't really disrupt the quarterback. You know, that's where the Eagles make a living. The number one team in sacks per play, and so they're able to put pressure. When you can put pressure on the quarterback just rushing four, you're really good. But if you can't do that, if the line matches your line, which Dallas has a good offensive line. You know, and so they match it, and now the quarterback has that time to make the throw. You've got to be able to play. Now, Bradbury's never really been a great man-to-man. He's been a cover-two corner most of his career. That's where he made his living in Carolina. He got a big contract up at the Giants, but he couldn't play really in a man-to-man scheme like that on a consistent basis. So I think – and then when Maddox goes out, all of a sudden, you know, now you're looking at, okay, we got a slot corner who really can't cover. Okay, so if they double lamb, we're throwing the ball outside to Gallup. We'll throw the ball outside – to the other receivers, and there are plays to be made. So it's a tough matchup, and especially if you can't get pressure on the four. All right, Mike, on the other side of the ball, I was going nuts, never see a number 88 for the second half. He got one catch, first series, never got near the ball again. And meanwhile, they're forcing the ball down the middle to Quez Watkins. All right, uh, I don't understand that. Does that make sense to you? The explanation we're getting is they took Goddard out. We had no choice. You, are, yeah, you buy that? You know, I do. I think they really wanted to make sure. They wanted, they, you know, the thing with, with Minshew is you want to try to get him to throw the ball on the outside of the numbers, right? So quarterbacks are like basketball shooters. There's certain spots on the court that the guy's going to make his shots from. He likes it. Quarterbacks are the same way. And what you're trying to do is force the ball outside the numbers. Make him make some tougher throws. I think we saw it in the two-minute drive where he had to throw the ball outside, and, you know, there's not an easy way to get it out there. And I think that became a problem for him. So, yeah, I, it does make sense. I mean, sometimes it's hard to get the ball, especially to a tight end if they're going to jam at the line and they're going to have somebody around them. And he didn't have a, all the time in the world he needed to be able to make a lot of those throws, so he was a little bit on the run. But, you know, it's no excuse that they turned the ball over. It's no excuse that they didn't finish that drive either. Mike, um, your job in the NFL has been to hire head coaches. Would you hire either Steichen or Gannon if you had an opening? Well, I mean, you know, like I, I've said before on this show, I'm from a different school of thought. I, I think what Greg Penner, the owner of the Broncos, said the other day is more in tune to me. I think the head coach should be the CEO of the team and should run the organization. The Eagles approach, which has been successful, doesn't go that direction. 
So I'm not sure that either one of those guys are ready to run an organization for me. I think they need more experience. I think the best thing that's happened again and is, is he's tried to diversify his portfolio. You know, I know that he's that, that they have other coaches kind of helping them out. I mean, I think Vic Fangio's even involved in some degree. So I think he's trying to get a little bit of a, of a different flavor. But at, the, at his core, he's a zone guy. That's what he learned from the Eberflus School of Football, which is where he grew up. Um, but by the way, if you're just tuning in, that was a no. All right, uh, Mike, one more before we do it. Mike, uh, Jalen Hurts really wants to play. His coach keeps telling us what an amazing healer he is and how competitive he is. You playing him Sunday? No, no, I'm not. I mean, look, this, there's something bigger out there than beating the Saints. We, we, we can beat the Saints without Jalen. I think we proved that last week. I mean, you know, you got 25 first downs against the team. You know, you're 57% on third down. I mean, you, you, you're, you're averaging 6.4 per play to their 5.8. So you're able to move the football more effectively. You just can't turn this ball over. And you're playing against a team that is the worst team in terms of turning the ball over in the league. They will turn it over. And if you get pressure on, on Dalton, if you force him to have to make throws inside into tight coverage, he won't be as effective. You know, and I think once you secure home field advantage, the best thing you can do is rest your players to get them healthy for the biggest game of the year, which will be the first playoff game. It's an extremely disappointing response, to which I have prepared my own response, courtesy of uh, Andy Dufresne. From the I guess movie. it comes down to a simple choice, really. Too busy living. You <laughs> get busy dying. Mr. Mike Lombardi is but getting Angelo, busy dying right now. You, you would die if he got hurt again. You would die if he got hurt again. Uh, so get busy living and letting them not play. I mean, it sounds like Mike liked that movie too, right, Mike? You like that movie? Oh, I love it. I love it. I was, you know, when you work at the Raiders, Brock's Heller, Brooks, Brooks, the guy who hung himself because yeah. when he got out of jail. Yeah. That's like when you work at the Raiders, you're institutionalized. And if you leave, <laughs> you That's great. Mike, who's going to win Sunday here at the link? I, I think the Eagles are going to play pretty good. I think they'll move the football. Look, the, the Saints' defense is better than you expect, and they've got to be, they got to protect the football, and they've got to be able to have have that ability to score when they get in the red zone because the Saints are a good red zone defense. But I think there's way too much. The Eagles' defense needs to respond. I think the Eagles win handily. Ah, that would be good. Mike Lombardi, love talking to you. We'll talk again next week. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, guys. Happy